Giants fans, welcome to Big Blue All Day, the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all day long, while your host toe tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Don't forget to check out our print content at BigBlueAllDay.com and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know, we're doing it live. Mac is on the mic and we have Tracksuit Mike and Rahway Tommy, as always. Boys, we're going to do exactly what the Giants should do this week. Review the tape, get some big takeaways, and for the love of sweet baby Jesus, move on to Arizona. So with that in mind, track to Mike, I'm coming to you first. What do you have to say about the Giants well, opener? I was at the game, and... Uh... One of the most disappointing home games I've ever been to, right up there with uh, Deshaun Jackson, right up there with the last uh, home game at Giants Stadium versus the Panthers. I think that was like 38-9 or something like that. Uh, you know, to go to the playoffs, make the playoffs, uh, you know, win the playoff game, think that you're maybe close the gap a little bit between Dallas and Philly and just to watch it all crash and burn right in front of you and then realize the entire world is watching exactly what you're watching. <sighs> this was a tough one, boys. Maybe uh, maybe we're not that good. Maybe we're, you know, we overachieved last year and we're just not we're just not close still. Cue and the it, beer fest drop. Those cheeky bastards. They're not that good. Unfortunately. <sighs> It's such a letdown, man. To get shut out. And, like, all things considered, you know, all the, like, allowing touchdowns on special teams, you know, that they scored on defense. And then we couldn't even make a field goal, dude. I know it was raining, but, like, dude, to, to not even put up three points, to put up a goose egg against Dallas with every Dallas fan in North Jersey, you know, cheering when I'm, you know, sulking it's a tough scene man i hate it well you were not only sulking you were soaking wet given that you were attending the game live so that just only is a extra kick in the nuts uh tommy it was being in the comfort of your own home uh, any way to uh i don't know <laughs> avoid being so deflated uh i was dry and that was about it. I uh, got prepared for Monday morning a lot earlier than I was hoping to. Didn't go to bed. Suffered through most of it. It became background after a while. For me, I was in that stadium, the last game in Giants Stadium against the Carolina Panthers, and I wanted to go home, you know, about midway through the second quarter. Uh, yesterday, this weekend, sorry, I would have found myself probably drowning my sorrows a little early out in the parking lot with the game on the TV. It, it was it was ugly. It was ugly after that first drive. It immediately went downhill. Uh, terrible weather, but not really an excuse because it didn't affect the Cowboys. But it just seemed after that snap and then that blocked kick, it was a, it was a nightmare. Uh, the great part is it's week one. And we have 17 more weeks of football left. I don't think the Giants are are that bad. I think it was a terrible game. They were that bad on Sunday. 
your record is what your record is. Bill Parcells always said, so right now they're 0-1 with a lot of work to do. But championship games and Super Bowls have been won by teams who lost in week one. I would say week one of the NFL season is the biggest cause for overreaction in all of sports. Um, if you, you look at recent history, maybe not so recent, but recent giant Super Bowl history, Super Bowl 42, 0-2. They got to go into Washington and get a huge win just to go 1-2 and two to start the season. Tommy, Tommy, I got to cut you off. Every year, and I, I know I used to love to trot out that statistic, but it's been, for the love of God, it's been a bad feeling what, about this. closer to two decades, you know, at this point than, than a, the better part of, you know, 15 years plus, you know, oh, and two, how many years can the Giants have absolute flaming dog shit beginnings to the season? And we go back to this to this trope. If you really want to look at some history, this is the history that I'll give to you. The Giants made history. This weekend, and I'm sure many of you have seen this stat going around social media, but in case you haven't, let me say it to you here now. Not once in the history of the NFL in an entire season has a team lost 40 or nothing or worse, lost the sack battle seven to zero or worse, lost the turnover battle three to zero or worse, had a Field goal blocked for a touchdown and also had a pick six. I repeat, that has never happened to a team in an entire season. Every single one of those things happened to the Giants in one single game. That is the history we are talking about this weekend. For the love of God, we were fooled. And I hate to tell you I told you so. Again, Hugh, Dr. Ian Malcolm, I, why am I always right? Boy, my head being right all the time. Offensive line. I asked you boys for your takeaway. And my takeaway is that this offensive line, we'll get to Neil, but my God, Glowinski cannot compete. Holy shit. Excuse just a, a, abysmal, abysmal. You know, it's the whole turnstiles between Neil and Glowinski, just so much pressure. Every The guy had one second. It's like I'm almost like, you know, questioning, like, why are we abandoning the run? When that first drive, they were they were moving the ball a little bit. And then they got down and that was it. They had to. They had to pass in the rain, and it was just everything that could have gone wrong on Sunday went wrong. Sixty-three passing yards and two interceptions could have been more than that for Daniel Jones and the New York Football Giants. Speaking about getting away from the run, well, I will say that some of the success on that first drive was merely a disguise of what was to come, because many of DJ's runs were not designed; they were scrambled. They were attempted passes that broke down immediately and he took the yards, but I digress. My bigger issue, and this will be the last point I want to get your opinion on, and we're going to turn the page because, I, Tommy, I think the best thing you said, it's week one in the NFL. Weird shit happens. It just does. It, that is the only solace Giants fans out there. Take it from this that week one is weird as shit, and every single year you see things happen. You think the Bengals are as bad as they looked? Against the Browns, I don't forget. And you, 
you, you saw a, a list of quarterbacks that didn't play a whole lot in the preseason. Daniel Jones had that one drive against Carolina where they looked great. The offense was awesome. They didn't get a lot of time out on the field. Lamar Jackson, is he that bad? Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes had a bad day. They lost. He was out his best weapon. But Josh Allen, these are all guys who didn't play a lot in the preseason. Week one's Aaron Rodgers right. didn't play very well. Or very long. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was terrible. Too sorry. Soon, too soon. Too soon. Uh, the, you know, it's not a survivor pool. Thank God. Right. We're not eliminated. We haven't been voted off the island. Week two. We get to go out to Arizona, which we're going to talk plenty about today, and restart the season. All right, so Tommy, Mr. Positivity, let me get your opinion on this before we move on. Because I think there's a lot of talk where there will be more about the offensive line. We will talk about Daniel Jones. Frankly, there's not a single member of the organization or the team that is above reproach after what happened this past Sunday night. But I want to talk about the coaching. Because really, they've been talked about on this platter, you know, coach of the year, all the things that they have done. The New York football giants did not show up prepared to play. And frankly, some of the decision-making in the game made me question our coaching for the first time. We're calling zone reads down 40 to nothing, giving you people can say, Oh, Daniel Jones should just call the pass. Take that decision out of the competitor's hand. Why are we even giving our quarterback the option? Let alone, why the hell is he even in the game at that point? T-Mac, I know people say that he's a great coach. Our special teams is a hot pile of dog shit. And Bobby Johnson, Evan Neal, has not progressed. This guy has to be on notice. So, Tommy, coaching, are you concerned? Like, what are your takeaways from this game? My major issue was Daniel Jones being in the game on a wet field at that point. That's why we have Tyrod Taylor. He's a veteran backup that should have been in the game, get DJ out. You just gave him all this money. He's the guy that we're going to rely on this year to take us back to the playoffs, keep rebuilding, keep moving forward. I'm not going to hammer on the coaching staff to the point of some of this stuff that you're seeing out there. He's not Joe Judge, relax. He's not Ray Hanley for some of us older Giant fans. They were not prepared. They need to get in the room and fix things. And if you don't believe that that's what they're doing this week, I I don't know what to say. But I'm not going to abandon ship and go, oh, my God, after we sat here and said, thank God we have some stability. We have some adults in the room in Brian Dayball, in Wink Martindale, in Kafka and Joe Shane and, and what they're doing. Evan Neal, he needs to get it going. It's week one of his second season. By the end of this year, we need to not be having this conversation. By midseason, we need to not be having this conversation. They need to fix it. He needs to get it going and give us a second tackle on, you know, so we have them bookend tackles that could protect DJ and and uh and and block in front of Saquon. Tracksuit. Tracksuit Mike, are you worried about our coaching staff one week into the 2023 season, yes or no? Oh, it's I don't know. It's kind of starting to build up. I mean, the last two games the Giants played were just two blowouts by the Eagles and Cowboys, and it uh, it doesn't feel good, man. I was a confident guy. I mean, I love you dearly. I ask you a direct question, my friend. 
one week into the 2023 season, are you losing confidence or whatever the hell I said? You don't, you know, I don't like to be paraphrased, but whatever. Um, about the Giants coaching staff, yes or no? Not yet, but okay. I mean, you you string a few of these losses together, and I mean, if you lose to the Cardinals, who are openly tanking, they're not even they're not even being secretive about it. If you lose this game this week, I mean, it's over. Hey, this well, let's get right into it. Let's lay to to your point. That's exactly what we need to be talking about because I'm inclined to agree with you, boys. But officially, for the first time, there is some some uh, uh, you know shine being rubbed off this coaching staff. So uh, first. Let's get to tonight's non-sponsor. And tonight's episode of Big Blue All Day is not brought to you by New York City's Department of Duty. Free treats, free Holloway, and free to any New York Giants season ticket holder in need of removing the shit from their seats. If you're in need of a duty removal so you can move on with your life, please call the Department of Duty at 1-800-555-4000. Zero. That's one 4000 Department of Duty. Son of a bitch. Now let's jump into four down territory. And that's our segment each week where we look at the top four most important things facing the New York football giants. With Big Blue traveling to the desert to face the Arizona Cardinals, we list the four players the Giants fans must know about. Well, first down, I'm going to start with the quarterback that's going to lead the uh, Arizona Cardinals this season. So they go out and get a journeyman backup in Josh Dobbs, who who played a game for the Tennessee Titans last year that could have put them into the playoffs, right? They cut Colt McCoy at the end of training camp. They go out and get Dobbs. He's leading their charge during the Caleb Williams Derby. Dexie, the big cat, Isaiah Simmons and a chance for some revenge on his former team are going to get after him this week. I see Deontay Banks grabbing his first interception as Wink and the G-Men defense wreak havoc on Dobbs and uh, his band of misfit toys. You know, the really only offensive player that I think I'm going to be concerned with this week is James Conner, right? Um, I'm not worried about a journeyman, you know, quarterback that was acquired just to go out there and play games until Kyler Murray does or doesn't come back and you're one and seven, one and nine heading to the first pick in the NFL draft. Nothing scares me there. I think the pass rush wins us the turnover battle and leads to a successful Sunday. You know, this kid came in pretty much, you know, off the street with Colt McCoy being a surprise cut and had a pretty efficient game going 21 for 30, 132 yards, 70% completion rating with essentially no weapons and against a underrated Washington Commanders defense. So, Tommy, I agree with you. It's not something we should be, you know, theoretically over worried about. But after this last Sunday, I'm not taking anything for granted. So be on the lookout for Josh Dobbs out of Tennessee as well um, in what is his 28th year. All right, second down, tracksuit Mike, who do you got? I got the small, compact, speedy Rondale Moore, who – I mean, I think has a lot of potential. He, he still hasn't like broken through really, but like I think this is year three for him, if I'm not mistaken. I like I actually liked him in the draft for the Giants. Just to have like, you know, that that small, speedy receiver. 
Is that Purdue guy? Uh, yes, I believe so. That was him. But, you know what I mean? The The Cardinals don't have that many playmakers, but, I mean, this is a guy that, for whatever reason, I feel like the Giants always, like, allow certain guys to have great games, whether it be, you know, Boston Scott, for one. <laughs> My fuck are you I don't know. He, he's definitely a guy that's a threat to this defense. Quick shifty to your point. I think, you know, historically the Giants have struggled with some, you know, interior slot guys. But, you know, between Rondale Moore and Marquise Brown, there is a lot of speed on the field. I think the Giants are equipped to handle it. But, um, you know, definitely quick, speedy uh, helps a quarterback if they need to get it out quickly and certainly stepping into a system that they're not familiar with in, you know, the aforementioned Josh Dobbs. So uh, fantasy, watch out for Rondale Moore against a very luscious Giants defense right now. Uh, Third down, back to you, Tommy. What are you bringing? I'm going to move over to defense. Uh, Linebacker Zayvon Collins heading into his third year. So coming off a 100-tackle sophomore season in the NFL, 6'4", 260-pound linebacker, gets all over the field, very active on the defense uh, he's he's going to make plays for Arizona, I believe, all day. They don't have a true pass rusher, somebody that you're like, hey, here comes Micah Parsons again. So I think the Giants' offensive line is going to get tested in, in a different way. So they, they really have a chance to recover here, defend DJ, defend Saquon. I think that the defense as a whole for Arizona should be overmatched and the Giants can get on track before we see another tough NFC favorite in San Francisco in Week 3. Yeah, I mean, I really like Zayvon Collins coming out of Tulsa as a rangy, long, athletic linebacker. And pairing him with Isaiah Collins, or Isaiah Simmons, excuse me, I think Arizona Cardinals had incredibly high hopes for this athletic amoeba middle linebacker. Hasn't worked out, but Collins had a fumble recovery and an interception last week against the Cardinals, so or against the Commanders. So he could be heating up. We'll see, we'll see what it happens. Again, I hate to keep repeating myself. But we can't take anything for granted after this last week. Fourth down, Dragsu Mike, what do you got? Uh, probably the best player on the entire team. You're looking at safety, Buda Baker. I think he's a guy that the Giants are going to have to monitor wherever he is on the field. Uh, you know, he's he's an impact player that you got to take account for before the ball is snapped because he can break a game open, and that could be the difference in this game. And the Giants cannot afford to lose this game under any circumstances. And uh, I don't know, man. I, after Sunday, man, I don't have a good feeling about anything anymore. I got a bad feeling about this. And Buda Baker's a great player, actually. He was on the trade block, you know, uh, some contract disputes because he's, he's, you know, he's a, probably a top five safety. Yeah, I mean, you look up and down the Arizona Cardinals roster, you look at their recent tape, and I mean, if the Giants aren't the worst team in the league, the Cardinals very well probably are. And realistically, if it wasn't for recency bias, I would certainly say the Cardinals are worse on paper. But you look at Buda Baker, and he might be the single biggest difference maker uh, on either team, you could argue, certainly on defense. So I agree with you. He is the guy you have to be on the lookout for. Giants fans, if there's someone you should be worried about, if you are a DJ hater, if you're concerned about his ability to read a defense uh, and the recent turnovers uh, after the Cowboys game, Buda Baker is the person who should be keeping you up at night uh, when we head down to Arizona next week. 
Um, all right, team, that does it for Four Down Territory. We're going to move right on to our newest segment. You never bet the Giants. But for you degenerates out there, and I know you are listening, here's how you can make some cheddar. Well, gentlemen, uh, after the abysmal week one performance that shall never be talked about again, uh, you can bet, you know, your entire life savings on the fact that Kafka and Dable are going to protect their offensive line at any and all costs. Uh, You know, I would say there's going to be a lot of run in the football. Uh, The interior defensive line on this Cardinals team, uh, you know, there's not much there. And uh, the Giants should be breaking off five, six yards per carry. And they should just run it down their throats because I don't, I don't trust the offensive line to pass block, especially run the ball, what, what, run the ball, the likes of uh, the right side of the line. So I can see this game going into the high 20s, you know, but then again, the Giants don't, you know, score. I Can you trust the Giants to score after Sunday? I don't know. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying fuck it. We're betting the over. It's at 39 and a half points. I could easily see each team scoring 20, especially – uh no, sorry. Veto After the that. Cardinals play the Commanders tough, and uh, I would also bet the over on whatever they put uh, for Saquon Barkley because they're going to feed him. They barely fed him all game, and when they, they did feed him the ball, he was productive. So I don't understand why we got away from that. I think they learned their lesson. Don't get away from that early because Saquon, just get him the ball, man. He's one of your. He's, he's probably, you know, the main difference maker on this offense, even with the new additions and everything. He's far and away the best player on the offense. So he got to get the ball, and I think they know that. I hope they know that because if not, we got monumental issues. So I think that's going to be the game plan, and I think that's uh, the props you're going to want to bet. I agree with Tracksuit. If I'm a gambling man on Sunday, I'm betting anything over – on Saquon yards, rushing, one and a half touchdowns. I'll go over because I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Saquon. Well, if you're looking for a reason, I'm no betting man, Giants fan. But if you want to look at data and facts to back your money here, the Arizona Cardinals. Now, yes, Washington has a bad offensive line. But if they have a bad offensive line, what the hell do we have? Right. I mean, the aforementioned, let me just give you a, a little wind up here. Glowinski, three sacks, one hit, five pressures. If you want to know how bad that is, he accumulated 24% of his entire sack and pressure totals from uh, last year in 7% of his snaps. 24% of his entire season last year happened this Sunday. A 1.0 PFF pass blocking grade. Evan Neal, 25.7 pass blocking grade. JMS, hey, he's a rookie, didn't fare much better. 42.8, equally bad at both run and pass blocking. My point is, the Giants have a terrible offensive line. And the Arizona Cardinals still sacked Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders six freaking times. The Giants are going to run the goddamn ball. There would be an insane not to feed the beast, take some pressure off this maligned offensive line, and for the love of God, don't get Daniel Jones killed. 
take that bet all the way to the bank, boys. Anything else on the game plan? What do we think here? Where where do we go from here? We Everyone felt very good. The Cardinals are clearly an inferior team. This is going to be a, an easy win. Many of us really thought we'd be looking at 2-0. and We all seem to be in agreement they're going to run the ball, but what the hell else do we go from here, boys? I mean, well, there's nowhere to go. There, there's nowhere to go but up because uh, I think this is rock bottom. I hope it is. I think Wink's plan is going to be get in Dobbs' face, confuse him with coverages. He's not a guy that's seen a lot, you know, in in, in his you know long career. Now he's been around. He, he's not you know a young kid. Um, so, but still, because of his experience, he hasn't seen a lot. I think there's going to be you know give him different looks. You know, rushing the passer, guys coming off the edge, Isaiah Simmons sneaking in from different spots. Like I said earlier, I think we win the turnover battle. We create some some fumbles. We create some some interceptions and uh, get on the other end of, you know, some scoop and scores, some turnovers that lead to points. Not not yelling forty to nothing for us, but you know, I think I think we get to be the bully on defense this weekend. Well, hell, they better. I mean, you look at the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals and you have a, what is a, certainly a highly touted prospect in Paris Johnson Jr., but you have a rookie starting at right tackle. You have someone that Giants fans are much familiar with, uh, Mr. Will Hernandez, second round pick out of uh, UTSA. No, I digress. I will have to fact check me on that. I had it. UTEP. Pretty sure it's UTEP. Anyways. It is, it is. I don't know the rest of these guys. DJ Humphreys is a name at left tackle, but nobody write home about. Elijah Wilkinson, Hijalte Froholt. I have no idea how to pronounce their center's name. I don't know who these people are. If the Giants have what is considered to be, you know, preseason, one of the best interior interior defensive lines in the league on paper, and two up-and-coming defensive ends, they need to feast. So when the prop bets come out, whatever the heck the sack total is, Giants fans, you want to be taking that over because it sure as hell better be or the Giants are in for a long season on both defense and offense. Show me the money! Show me the money! All right, with that, let's go ahead and move on to what the F would that look like? Boys, you know, this is where we posit a hypothetical and discuss what the world would look like if that's were to come true. What the F would it look like if the Giants bounce back with a dominant performance in the desert? I think we come out, we rebound with a big win in Arizona, led by Saquon on offense on the ground, and a huge game from Sexy Dexy, where he looks like who we thought he was going to be, Denny Green, and he dominates the game on the defensive side of the ball along with the rest of that interior line, Big Cat Williams, and they shut down the Arizona Cardinals, and a big win for the Giants. Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, I think a lot of Giant fans will come back from the ledge if that's the case. Because, <laughs> like, the outlook right now for this season is really, really not good, at least in my eyes. But well, this I, is this is must win because you're coming off this week. I believe the Giants are staying out west because yeah. they have a four day short week, no favors done, playing on Thursday. So the mentality in that locker room 
We know they're professionals. We know they're angry. Bad week this week. Come back. Get in the win column. Get prepared on the short week for San Francisco and another powerful NFC team. You lose this week, you're looking 0-3 right in the face on the short week. Road teams don't do well on those Thursday night games. And a team that just lost another game, a game that they were supposed to win, is going to be in bad shape. I think they recover with the dominant performance from that defense. Kiss the season goodbye if the Giants lose to the Cardinals. I don't want to be hyperbolic, but this is a must win. Yes, because of the schedule. Yes, because of looking ahead. Yes, because of what happened against the Cowboys and and how utterly disgraceful that debacle was. But also, specifically because regardless of what happens Sunday, you look at the talent on paper of the Arizona Cardinals, a new coaching staff, all of the turmoil going on there uh, with with Kyler, et cetera, et cetera. If the New York football giants and this coaching staff can't come to town and take care of business against this team in week two – the New York football giants shouldn't be expecting to compete with a single other team this entire season and going defeated is on the table. That is not hyperbolic. If the New York football giants cannot take the Arizona Cardinals to task or at least win this goddamn game for the love of God, buckle up because things are about to get ugly. However, that's not what the F we're talking about. So if the giants are going to bounce back with a dominant performance, there are two things that are going to happen. Andrew Thomas and Darren Waller are 100% healthy. Those hammies are feeling great. And we get dominant performances out of both of them. And the New York football Giants defensive line steps up and holds the Cardinals to under 90 yards rushing. You're going to see guys like Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson all have a lot more than the one single solo tackle they had on the stat sheet against the Cowboys. And watch out for Bobby in the middle linebacker. Going to have double-digit tackles as well. Num, 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 num. Mm. That's it, boys. We, we ain't excited about the prospect. This is our opportunity to muse, to pretend we're in fantasy land. What the fuck would it look like if we have a dominant performance and wipe this stain out of Giants land as we come and crush Arizona. Indulge yourself, boys. Have almost. Fun. It's so. I f- almost. Oh, sorry, sorry. Don't apologize to me. All right. Well, I'm, listen. I'm almost like, dude. If they don't have a dominant performance, I'm. I'm. They. They have. I feel like the players know they have to show up because, like, this season has like you know this season could go off the rails so quick. I don't want that to happen. I really, really don't. Because I, I, I just been through too much in the last, you know, however many years, nine out of the last ten or whatever. You know what I mean? My heart can't take that, man. I thought we were on the way up. So we know we got a powerful rushing attack coming from Tommy. We are doing it for the sake of tracksuit Mike's precious little hearts. And Mac here believes dominant run defense is going to be the key to a runaway victory against the Cardinals. But more specifically, let's find out who the hell is going to take us to the promised land. What an excellent segue to our final segment tonight. Huge predictions. Huge predictions is not brought to you by Facilla Automotive, but we are working on it. So if anybody knows their VP of marketing, fucking a Jesus, Mary and Joseph, 
What an excellent segue to our final segment tonight, Hey Huge Predictions. Huge Predictions is not brought to you by Facillo Automotive, but we are working on it. So if anybody knows their VP of marketing, please hit us up at BigBlueAllDay.com. Tonight, tell me, boys, who is going to be the impact player for the Giants on their trip to the desert? I've talked about him a bunch already. Saquon Barkley is going to lead the Giants on offense and to victory in Arizona. Big game on the ground. He's going to be the check down guy. Trips to the end zone by Saquon Barkley and a first Giants touchdown for Darren Waller. Oh, beautiful. My impact player has got to be Isaiah Simmons. I mean, you know, this is his former team. I feel like when you're playing against your former team in this league, there's a part of you that just wants that just you show up, man. You show up. And I think this is the game where we see what this guy is made of. Because, you know, the whole defense, you know, pretty much did nothing on Sunday. So I need something to look forward to. I really want this guy to work out for the Giants. He's so versatile. He's so speedy. And what better stage to do it on than against your former team in their house? Show them what they missed on. Hell, I hope Tibbs and Thibodeau are the two that are really stepping it up for the pass rush. But hell, I will take impact defense from anywhere. So I hope to God you're right. And Isaiah Simmons shows out uh, and gives him the old, you know, hold my dick, um, if you will. But for me, my huge prediction on impact player, it's got to be Daniel Jones. Look. I've been in this corner for quite some time, and this past Sunday was really, really hard. I understand all of the excuses are there. The things that I've continued to pound the drum before, offensive line is the only thing that matters. But this coming week, Daniel Jones is going to take the game into his own hands. Exactly what he was doing on the first drive against the Cowboys, before he could even blink, you got a, a pick six that wasn't his fault. You have a block field goal that wasn't his fault. You're down, the game plan's out the window. Now you can't dictate to the offense, and you're in a deficit with talent against your offensive line and their defensive line. Things are going to be different this Sunday. Daniel Jones is going to pass for 275 yards and two touchdowns and to the tune of 107 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. He is going to absolutely decimate the Cardinals and show everybody that he can put this team on his back. When he's not actively being sabotaged. Daniel Jones, book it. Let's go, Giants. We're back, baby. Week one doesn't matter. 16 and 1 is a hell of a fucking record. So let's not bicker over who killed who. Even though we know it was the Cowboys versus the Giants. Jesus Christ. And let's end tonight with the fact that the Arizona Cardinals simply are not aware. The Giants are young. They're aggressive. They better be improving. New York football giants ah. for tracksuit Mike and Rahway Tommy. I'm Mac. We're big blue all goddamn day. Good night. <laughs>